Good morning, guys. Welcome to Flows for You podcast. This is your host, Mr. Jason, uh, and I got my boy Trey on the other line. How are you doing this morning, Trey? Doing great, Jason. What's up, man? Uh, do you still want to do this? Can we just quit as of today? Yeah. Quit? What do you mean? I just can, <laughs> why would we can quit? We retire the podcast. It's too early. Why would we retire? Why would we, wait? It, yeah, why would we retire the podcast? It's too early this morning. I want to go back to sleep. <laughs> I mean, technically, I do too. I, I kind of want to watch The Office. Just got done watching John Carter, though. Oh, that, was great. that took you two days. No, actually, it took me three. Three days. Okay. Well, because for, for anybody that knows, after I got done anybody that doesn't know, streaming. John Carter is an amazing movie that just released from the theaters. <laughs> 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 yeah, like eight years late, six years late. I have no idea how long ago that movie came out. John Carter. I enjoyed that movie. I thought it wasn't bad. A lot of people gave it like flack. I mean, sure, it wasn't the greatest Disney movie of all time, but like, really? Like, I thought the movie was great. I mean, especially, oh my gosh, <clears throat> his fight, the fight scene when he, um, I don't know if you remember this or not, but the Princess of Mars, um, Jet, uh, Deja, she's, uh, they're getting chased by a whole horde of like p- things. And uh, he's like, stop, and I'm going to fight. He just wrecks them. I mean, literally jumps in. He remembers his um, his wife and his daughter, I guess, getting attacked and burned alive or something. It was pretty crazy for a Disney movie. Um, but then he just goes ham. And the coolest part is that his alien dog friend, Woola, is there. And he's you know telling Woola to, to you know scram, get out of here. The dog stays, and so when he jumps, Woola, like, speeds off towards the, the fray. It's so, just so epic. I mean, the fight was awesome. And that was, like, halfway through the movie, so. But anyway. I mean, I feel like that was, like, a more comprehensive review than I've ever heard of that movie. So, amen to you. Yeah. Hey, Bravo. Bravo, I'm glad we're, I'm glad we're friends. Oh, I did like uh I did have to work in the middle of the uh work in the middle of like a rainstorm. And that wasn't very awesome cuz I had to like I was like I didn't know there was going to be a rainstorm. I guess I should have paid attention, but I wasn't. And uh so I'm just like in my regular like regular not rainstorm outfit. And then it starts raining. The problem is is that I'm delivering food to somebody or groceries and they or the the store where I got the groceries, they packed all the groceries in the trunk over all my shirts, all over my jackets. And so oh, then no. I have no jackets until I, and the worst part was the last delivery was where my jackets were. So I didn't get to put on a jacket until the end of the service time. So that was fun. Dang it, dude. And then it was like, I normally rock sandals because I just like sandals. They're comfortable. Don't worry about socks. sandals and flip flops, man. Yeah. And so, uh, well, the problem with that is, is when you're in the middle of a rainstorm and you're delivering to all these apartment complexes, yeah, I, my poor feet were soaking. 
Yeah, that can lead to some problems, man. Like wet feet all day long. I mean, obviously you're in flip flops. You're not like grinding. Yeah, but it was also it was my last order of the day, so it wasn't that big. Sure, sure. I came home and took a shower. I was fine. But yeah, if that was the beginning of the day, that would not been awesome. Yeah, dude. No, I, I think I've uh, I had a story where. Um, I, so I'm a vendor and, you know, I trade stories with people all the time and I've seen some crazy things in the back room, but, um, people, normal people don't get to see, but like there was a, either Pepsi or a Coke vendor and he literally, I think like a, a 12 pack or a two liter popped open and it literally soaked his shoes. And this is like, this isn't water where you can just dry it out, which would take a long time, but it's soda. It's like soda in your shoes, and he, you know, I don't think his boss let him go home either, which is insane, because, you know, he could have changed his shoes and socks and wiped off his feet or whatever, but he had to work the rest of his day in that. Like, that, that's insane. Like, corn syrup in between your toes, like, <laughs> um, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, but I, I feel for you, dude. I hate, like, I don't mind being wet from the rain and stuff, but all day long, man, I, I don't know. I, that's not for me. Yep. Nope. I agree. Um, but it pays for me to be able to hang out with my baby all day and do random podcasts that nobody listens to. One day, man. One day. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I have people asking me, which is insane. I mean, I have friends that are like, Hey man, what are you posting next? I'm like, dude, I, that's well, awesome. That you're even asking me. Yeah. That. The, the, and you should remind them that the only reason this is taking so long is your fault. So, oh, oh, ho. well, this was about last podcast. Oh, so, okay, well, yeah. not my fault, not yeah. your fault. This, yeah, this yeah. podcast, oh, no, yeah, the last podcast is definitely your fault. So, well. this one will be on time, uh, if I get everything correct. So, hmm. I'm just saying, as long, so as you, long as you upload the files, uh, today immediately, yeah, and not gotcha. tomorrow or. I'll probably do Four it like midnight tonight. I'm just playing. <laughs> so. um, I just want to say I love you, Jason, live right now. I wish we didn't live states away. Oh, yeah. Because um, I just want to see your face and your and meet your baby. That, that, that'd be amazing. I'm definitely going to edit this out. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm just playing. No, I appreciate that, man. I um. Yeah, I mean, so we probably sad. have fun to fun if we hung out. So and your wife, of course, your your entire family. Yeah, they're all cool. I like them all. My bo- my baby th- is a is a morning dude, which is hilarious because me and mom are definitely not. But like this morning, he's just like sitting there, and my wife's like getting ready for work, and I'm like trying to wake up, and then he's just kind of sitting there smiling at her. Like standing in the bathroom, staring at her, smiling, which is a little creepy, <laughs> but at the same time, very cute. It, um, but yeah, so uh, your original question. Um, so no, I, I've been doing, I've been doing okay. Um, so, I mean, sure, Fortnite. Um, I've been getting pretty, a, a decent amount better at the game. Um, got some pretty crazy kills. Uh, <laughs> I remember you and me playing not too long ago, and both of us whacking people upside the head with a pickaxe. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Because uh, uh, we were coming out of the storm, and they were in front of us, so I just lit them up with grenade uh, with a grenade launcher, 
and they had, they had no idea where we were coming from. So we ended up, you know, getting out of the storm, but then I, I had like 36 health Yep. and I fought them both shot, shot the dude in the head, knocked him immediately. And then the second guy, um, I shot him once and then I, it switched to my pickaxe. So I just hit him and it, it killed him. I was like, you've got to be kidding. So that was, that was a crazy moment. Um, that was pretty fun. I have extra money expected to come in, which is cool. We cover some bills. I just don't know when that is actually going to happen because I'm waiting on two sets of different people, um, which isn't the greatest feeling in the world. You just you know you know what's coming in. You just don't know when. Yeah, I know that's um, my life all the time. Yeah, um, the joys of a creator. It, yeah, especially for for DJing. You know, I actually know three sets of people. Wow, I just not realized that. Because um, normally I'll get paid the day of the gig. Yeah. Or, or like a couple days after. Um, but this has been like weeks. Yep, been there. Like weeks. But then there so, there are people that normally are trustworthy, and so you're kind of cool with it. I don't know if that's your oh, situation. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But I know that it that happened to me last few weeks where it was like, but I was like, oh man, these people are so trustworthy. I ain't worried about it. Like they'll get me when they get me, and. Uh, They've proven that point over and over again. You just drop your water bottle? No, nah, it was my sparkling can of cranberry juice. Is it LaCroix cranberry no, juice? No, it's Ocean Spray. Oh, good. Praise God. LaCroix is garbage. I mean, <clears throat> no offense to the people LaCroix drinkers. Oh, I didn't tell you about our new sponsorship from LaCroix. <laughs> oh, crap, dude. <laughs> What's funny is you're saying that I had a friend who did, I don't know if he's still doing a podcast or not, but he started the podcast a couple years back and he want, he's trying to get LaCroix to, to sponsor his podcast. <laughs> it was pretty funny. He kept, he, that's what he would do with it when he'd bring on people is that they'd drink LaCroix, even though how you know terrible of a drink it is. Um, they'd drink LaCroix and he'd try to get him sponsored for it's it. Funny. It's funny. I'll be honest. I'll be, I mean, uh, honest with you, that is definitely, I don't like LaCroix, but in general, I do like sparkling waters with little fruit flavors. Because it keeps me from drinking Coca-Cola all the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can totally... Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Um, I need to get into that because I don't drink as much soda as I used to. But I should honestly probably not drink any. Yeah. Um, I think flavored water is probably the better option if you're wanting to do a flavored drink. Yep. It's nice because cause when you open up the fridge and you get a nice cold can, it makes you feel like you're getting a Coke. Then you drink it. After a while, you get used to it not being delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it technically still is water. Yeah. Um, so you've, I mean, you're not killing yourself. And it's, you know, I mean, sure, I think it's what? It's sodium that's the biggest thing or something. I'm trying to think of what. Like crystal light things have, um, I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the sugar and the sodium combined uh, and the calories yeah. that they offer. Um, those are all yeah. things that can be things that allow us to get bigger or not healthier. So it's it's funny because my pop filter keeps moving down. I keep nudging it back up with my nose. It's like <laughs> it's like right in front of my mic, but it keeps moving down. Okay, I need to I need to see this picture of your setup because it sounds insane. I thought I, I, like I don't. I've, seen I've it never had to do this before, but I don't know. But yeah. So that's fun. Uh, also, oh, I got really sick this week, so that was not awesome. Uh, Dude, crap. But, what, what was going on? Oh, I think I food poisoned myself. Oh. So Undercooked meat? What? 
Undercooked meat? No, I think it was garlic bread. Wait, what? Oh, old garlic bread? Yeah. Well, how old are we talking? Well, three days. But it was in the refrigerator. Is this three days old after you've received it and it was already expired? Or it was... I don't know. I, I don't. I oh. honestly don't know what caused me to get sick. But all I know is it caused me to be... It was food. I puked it up. I was very dizzy. But the worst part about the whole situation is that my son was not supportive about it. He was <laughs> a big, not nice person about it. Like he was like, uh, at one point he looked at me and he pointed and then he himself did this uh, thing where he uh, looked like he was about to fall over because he lost his balance. And then he pointed at me <laughs> and laughed. <laughs> Oh my god! I was like, oh, and then while I was puking, he's like, he's trying to get into the toilet because he's like, that looks cool. I want to play with that. And then he looks at me, he starts laughing, and then he goes, he goes, <laughs> oh my god! I was like, dude. dude, you're too. How are you already mocking me? That's not cool. Wow, that's messed up, man. It was. I mean, somebody needs to teach that guy some manners. And then I realized that's my job. Yeah. So. Well, speaking of, I was looking to see, so I, uh, so Hamilton is in San Antonio for the next, uh, three weeks. Oh, okay. And so I definitely don't have a budget to go see Hamilton, but I want to see I Hamilton. I heard it's dumb expensive. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's like $200, stuff like that. Nope. Um, and, nope. and I mean, to watch it in New York is even more insane. And a few years ago, I got really close to being able to watch it. And, uh, like it was my anniversary weekend. And I was like, honey, can we go to Chicago? I got a ticket. And she's like, wait, what do you mean ticket? <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I think that's something you want to tell your wife. <laughs> hey, can we go to Chicago? I got a ticket. A ticket. <laughs> I was like. It better be plural. I was like, all right, well, so here's the trick. Is that we could go to Chicago. <laughs> I could go to Hamilton. And then for the same price for this ticket, we could spend, you could do a whole day spa day. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I'm at the show. Oh, no, uh, she's like, no, that's not. This is like very fun anniversary to me. I'm like, it sounds awesome to me. <laughs> What's the goal of the anniversary? Is to be together, right? Well, at the end of the day, we will be together. <laughs> that's the end of every day. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that. Uh, oh my gosh, how did that go over? It did not go over. Hence the reason I never got to see Hamilton. Um. <laughs> I figured. And so they have a thing where they have this lottery, and so if you uh, uh, if you enter every day, and like, and in New York you can do it too. If you enter in New York, it's dope. If you get um, in the lottery, you can get like front row seats for like ten dollars. Wow, that's pretty amazing. And so they have that in San Antonio. Uh, so I was like, well, I could definitely afford twenty dollars. And so I have me and the wife. Uh, applying for the uh lottery every day and so in about 30 minutes i'll find out if i won which i won't win but dude it was bumping like i think f three or four years ago when the play came out everybody and their sister knew about the soundtrack and i'm like why is this so popular and where did it come from yeah. <laughs> because i'm like because i was a uh, so like for teen camp um i'm pretty much in charge of djing every year and uh, it's really fun. I have a great time. It's not paid, and I don't expect pay. I'm there as a counselor, so uh, I get free room and board and food. 
so I'm good. Um, and have a great time every time. Too bad that wasn't. Too bad that's not all the time. I could do free room and board. Oh, oh, I'd probably be a counselor for the rest of my life, but yeah. I'd probably have to take vacations in between counseling, even though counseling is a vacation for me because I love it so much. Um, uh, that's a whole different podcast we can talk about. Um, uh, no, anyway, but th- they literally. You know, we're like, oh, play this song, play this song. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Most of the time that happens when younger younger groups come, oh, can you play this song? I'm like, I've never heard that song a day in my life. But sure, let's look at it, see if it's clean, we'll play it. Sure. Um, but they are literally bumping Hamilton the entire week, and I almost got sick and tired of it because they were just playing it every day. And I'm like, can we please play something else? No, no, I, I'm with, I was doing that to my wife. She was like, yo, dude, please just stop talking about this stupid thing. And I was like... <laughs> oh, baby, please, no. I'm like, Don't be like that. I'm like, but it's great. It's not my fault. It's so well written. And uh, yeah. it's just very, very fun. So, uh, But yeah, hopefully I'll be able to say, uh, hopefully one of the podcast names is I went to Hamilton. That would be great. A little, oh, that's a awesome. little late, but you know, still, I'll take it. So, <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of movies that I I want to see and that they're like years behind. I have to say my one of my favorite plays is um Dracula. Um Fifth Third Banks Dracula. Um definitely So I'm I you know, and I know you're not a hor- horror fanatic cuz you don't like scary things. I love this play because I saw it when I was in middle school loved it ever since because the acting was phenomenal the special effects were phenomenal um, the stage itself was really cool because it's like a column coliseum feel and there's like four sides of the stage uh, excuse me it's, it's a square stage in the middle of this arena it's a small arena um, but there's four sides of audiences and in between an, an aisle that people um, actors can come through walk around do all kinds of stuff and some of the actors will like literally come around like uh, the back entrance where you would normally walk in come through that way so they can like be around the audience while they're acting it's pretty insane but i i love the play um definitely go see a rendition of it i don't know if they i assume they have it elsewhere but fifth or banks dracula is phenomenal well i mean you know who's not gonna watch that you me I guarantee you would like it though, even if it's scary. I think you would honestly love it because the acting is just spot on, the special effects spot on. Like, uh oh, they they shut off the lights at least twenty times throughout the play, so it's great. And then they have giant thunder crashes. So, <laughs> not spoiling anything. The only Dracula movie I want to watch is a Dracula musical with puppets. <laughs> you probably wouldn't even watch that, Jason. Let's be honest. You're probably right. I'd probably be too scared. You'd be, uh, you'd, <laughs> you'd be hiding under the covers, like, oh, please go away, Mr. Puppet Dracula. I don't want you in my life. <laughs> so uh, now I have to explain myself because I don't think I've explained it on the podcast. It's, uh, it's not that go. I don't like scary movies. It's that I really Boston. You done? Boston Strikes Back. Oh, no. Yep. There are toys everywhere, dude. No, but what I'm talking about, did you notice the two weird things that aren't toys beside him? Oh, 
wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> a rolling pin and a cooking spoon. <laughs> and so a, spatula a few almost. seconds ago, he comes walking in with the with the spoon, like <laughs> like pointing at me like he's going to like avenge his mother or something. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And he's like, well, I'm going to get you. You better freaking play with me. And so Dad. I was like, wow. <laughs> I'll be the end of you. No, you're right. The the toys are everywhere. It's pretty bad. I need to. I need to. Uh... <laughs> That's epic, dude. <laughs> and he's got a kind of disgruntled face. It's not like a no. completely dissatisfied, but he's like, dude, come he's on. He's mad. He's not a happy guy. Uh, we'll give him give him a uh, give him a scratch behind the ear and a pat on the head and send him on his way. Yeah. I'm just playing. All right, this is the part of the show where we talk about hip-hop that inspired me, um, and I show it to Trey, and he uh, responds uh, accordingly. Uh, this week, we're talking about one of my favorite people and uh, friends, and just in people that inspire me, and, uh, you know, it's speech. And his uh, second solo album, which was uh, Hoopla, which was released uh, in in Asia in 99, and then he uh, redistributed it in... Uh, the U.S. under TVT Records, um, and it's pretty cool. I mean, one thing about speech is that uh, after uh, Arrested Development, uh, winning Grammys and stuff, he went into a solo career, and a lot of his music was released in Asia or Japan, um, and uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, even his third album, Spiritual People, went certified gold, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, in general, and this album is uh, something I really enjoy. Um, thought it was cool. I think it was. Uh, I think it said it, that it took him about three years to get to that point to finish it. And then this record, he spent a lot of time with live musicians, and um, and again, I feel like it was a very good record. And uh, the other cool part about it is that, um, that at this point he had converted. Uh, to Christianity or really f- decided to focus his heart on that. And so you can hear that in his lyrics and hear that in his things. And again, that's how I heard about this record. And uh, I super encouraged by this record and it was really good for me. Uh, we're going to talk about Hoopla. And um, uh, what was your first impression of listening to the record, Mr. Trey? Yeah, so... Um... Um, I totally, you know, I took it at face value, so I need to listen to, unless something really pops into my head, that, oh man, I, this album's going to be great, for me, like my personal preference, um, I'll need to listen to it at least once or twice, and um, I, I, I like it, I like the album, um, I think it's cool that he's a disciple. Yeah, it's very cool. But yeah, man, um, it's pretty cool just listening to his album, um, because <clears throat> and just getting his perspective on things and um uh really just listening to you know a guy I could possibly meet one day yeah. which is pretty cool. Um uh my my favorite song if you want to you know if you want me to go That's there. That's fine. Um is If Life Is Like a River <laughs> like h- hands down hands down. Um because you know it's cool because like I was listening to his album and I, I totally got like some sometimes it was like a little reggae like undertone and like some it was funny because it was not the album was not what I expected at all like period sure um, because it starts off with like country like hardcore like you know be just real nice. 
I don't know where we're going, but we're gone. Where we're in the bottle, no, but that's okay. All I know is that we're going together. And the rain just harmonica. Definitely very country harmonica. Uh, even has a nice little melody. Yeah. Yeah. Not what I expected at all, which was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I think my favorite song on that album was "If Life Is Like a River" because I I've been in this phase where I like I like a lot of chill music. I like a lot of stuff listening in the background, um, and that the beat and the the uh, like the tempo that it was coming off with and the little uh, like the notes that he was putting in the background was was perfect. I mean, I favorite song hands down. Came out of nowhere, heard it one time, hoopla bound, turned it around, added to the album, manipulates the sound. El Puskas down with Prince Paul, Prince of Thieves. Most of y'all gonna take a fall like Chris Reeves, but Vagabond beyond the humble guided by G. Drive around Fairville, pumping soul power. A shout to the dear Lucas, be faithful, bro. All the saints around the world, be faithful, yo. Don't forget to wear your helmet and your shield with both. By now, you guess that this is just a freestyle flow. And the dam just broke open, and I'm the first to go. If life is a oh, there you go. <laughs> Dude, do you know that that song is all freestyle? Are you joking? <laughs> I'm not joking. That's awesome, man. I think he talked about that in the, the end of the song. Yeah. Like he just mentioned it briefly. Yeah, no, it's literally just a freestyle, which makes me laugh. Because <laughs> he wrote all, wrote all these songs. And the one song I love the most is the one he was just like, eh, I'm just going to do this. Wow. But, uh, that's awesome. I mean, because that song is dope because it has a really cool metaphor. Uh, literally, yeah. life is a river. And then it's really spoken about that. So even that, it's just a, I mean, it's the same idea when you meet him in real life. Like, it's just this conscience, conscious stream of um, upliftment is always in him. And so it's fun to listen to songs because that you you see it. And then it's funny when you meet him in person, He's it's the same person. Like, he's just always trying to inspire you and encourage you. And so uh, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. But, yeah, I'm with you. I love that song. I love that beat. Um, I remember... Uh, this was uh, 99, I think, is when this album came out. And um, Oh, wow, really? Yeah, and I didn't listen. I didn't hear about it until 2002, I think. And so um, I got this CD, and at that time I was working in the call center. And so I was, like, all the time walking, um, walking back and forth to different places. And this is one of the things that was, I think, on my CD player, which is a thing that we used to use to listen to music. Um, Surely not. Oh, yes. Oh yes, and so I would uh, jam that out, and uh, but it was always cool to me because knowing somebody that was famous, but then somebody that uh, was a Christian, and that somebody that, um, like you said, could, I could possibly meet one day, which was insane, and uh, somebody that was always inspiring because I remember as a kid uh, when the Rest Developments album came out, uh, literally that was my soundtrack for like three years. And so I've always been motivated, um, encouraged by his music. And so it was cool to hear a solo album where he was actually talking about his faith and his life. And um, and again, that's why I think I like songs like Life is a River, um, because it's, it, it does show that. Yeah, so if life is like a river, like, I mean, it's, it's totally talking about the wide and narrow road, you know. I mean, it's just talking about it in a different light. Um, and it's kind of cool that he was, you know, talking about the different type of ships, you know, a canoe. Do you have a massive ship? Like, um, because, you know, really 
a canoe is going to pretty much get you through anywhere you need to go. Um, um, whether it be a creek, a river, well, you know, a creek, a river, an ocean, you know, um, obviously it's going to take more time, but, um, I think that's the point is like, you know, if you have a bigger ship, that's great. You know, you spent all this money on the ship. Um, um, but you know, more, a bigger ship, bigger problems. Um, you know, with a small canoe, you can patch it. You can, um, you know, most, the one I grew up with was metal. So there wasn't really anything. If it hit something, it was going to put a dent in it rather than the canoe. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I really like the transition between the two, um, because he's talking about, uh, I, I, for me, like I, I remember, um, you know, all these ships trying to make it through where it was like, um, like the, the bridges were opening and so like, and then they were closing and then there's some that were like trying to make it through and they'd always hit their mast. Um, their, their main, their main sail would always not make it like, and the canoe can slide right underneath the bridge. So I just, I like those parallels, um, because, um, yeah, that's what I really was thinking about. Then you got a song like the redemption song, which is kind of like a reggae standard, which is a beautiful song. And um, I just love, again, I think with the undertones of um, redemption and changing his own life, I think this song is really hits a lot of those cues. And, uh, I mean, the dude has a beautiful singing voice. And so it's just cool to, like, hear him jam out in this way. Mental slavery, none but ourselves can free our minds. Have no fear for the ones who oppose you. Another thing, another song I enjoyed was the Hey song. Which one? Uh, the original or the remix? They're both fine. But uh, I just love the idea that he, he decides he wants to do a 4 9 Blonde song. Um, yep. Just on his album. It was like, okay, we're going to do this. Sounds good to me. Yeah. And that's the thing about him is that I've never, he's not afraid just to do whatever he wants. And uh, sometimes it becomes goofy and sometimes it's just awesome. And so uh, uh, Real Love is another album, another song of the album I enjoy. Um, and uh but again i I like most of his love songs in his album before he has a song called um uh little drummer boy um or little music boy and that song's dope but uh anytime he does a little love song i'm always a big fan and pretty much on all of his other albums i'm uh i like it but yeah i think um and i mean redemption song is dope but that's definitely the um the jamaican feels you were talking about Oh, totally, man! I I totally picked that up like immediately. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, that's that. I'm feeling what this. that song is so. Yeah, um, but uh, it goes, it goes. The list goes on. Just playing because it's on the song. Goes on and <laughs> on and on. But uh, it's funny how like I didn't even I didn't, I was uh, 
listening to a what made me think of this album was um, I was listening to a uh, to like a mega mix of 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 speech songs and then I think um, Clocks and Sync with Me came on and I was just like yep I like this album uh, it, it, again I think it it just overall reminds me of of seeking faith and trying to figure it out for yourself. And yeah. uh, it's interesting because he, uh, you know, if you knew Arrested Development, he was always a seeker. And so at this point he had uh, just decided that this was something he was going to do. And uh, this is his first, like, album really uh, on a different uh, mission anyways at least in my eyes i could you know we could have him on and he would say nope that's not exactly that's not it at all <laughs> and i would not know yeah um but i just thought it was very cool and i was very encouraged and as i said it was uh the first of many of his albums so i mean there's there's tons of the uh, stuff so he's just uh I just always appreciated his uh, willingness to keep on doing music. And he's still music, doing music today. You know what I'm saying? Arrested Development just released a new record. And so it's cool to see somebody still doing it. And uh... I wish I had that determination, man. Yeah. I, I really do. Like, I really wish I had, you know. And it's funny because I was talking with um, a friend recently. And um, he has a puppet show. And um, it, it's called Flip and Durf, low-key plug. Um, you should totally check it out. Um, but he was just saying about his co-founder, um, another friend of mine, um, he's a disciple, that um, you know he just doesn't have the drive and the passion anymore. And I know he was kind of low-key joking, but there is some seriousness in the tone. Um, but... And he, he, I was saying, yeah, man, and he was wanting me to move up there and stuff. And I'm like, dude, like, I don't have the money for that. Like, <laughs> you know, I could, I guess I could find an apartment somewhere and stuff like that. Obviously, I'd try to, you know, main goal would be to, to be with, like, the disciples. Like, if, you know, end all be all is going to be with disciples. But he was just saying, well, you know, dreams don't, you know, people who live out their dreams don't have money. And, like, to start off and all these different things, it's like, yeah, you're right. Um, and, you know, it, he probably started with nothing. You know, he probably started with the love of hip-hop and the love of, like, wanting to make music. And then he just went off from there. Like, And I don't know his bio like you would, probably. But, you know, we all have to start... We all have to start somewhere, you know? Yeah. Um, and most people start with nothing. Yeah, um, and I mean, that that's the trick, is that... But it's hard. I mean, especially the older you get, the easier it is to be able, like, well, I don't really want to be totally motivated on this. I just want to yeah. be where it is. Like, I always think about it. I'm like, oh, man, when I was younger, I just didn't make excuses. I just recorded stuff and released it. And then now it's like, oh, I don't want to. Why does nobody likes it? Or, <laughs> or what's the situation? Yeah. And so. Um, we are our biggest critics. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Uh, how that works and so hi guys this is the part where we where Trey asked me questions and maybe I ask him some questions we'll see what happens there what speaking of uh what do you think is the most important thing when it comes to counseling teens spending time with them yeah um period because regardless of where their faith is at regardless of 
what they think about God, even if they're disciples, spending time with them is everything. Because when I was a teen and I had a discipler, several disciplers um, throughout the time, um, <laughs> um, spending time was the most important thing because sure, we can call over the phone. Sure, we can, you know, talk spiritual things over the phone and stuff. But if you don't show me what you live like, if you don't show me how you live out your faith as a disciple, if we aren't hanging out and I don't see who the real you is when no one's watching, even though I'm right next to you, it's not going to be real for me. Um, because I, I had, I had time with times with disciples and the, the greatest times I had were when we were hanging out. We were still talking about spiritual things. I had even, I wasn't even a teen. I had one of the greatest D times I'd ever had when I played Frisbee golf for the first time. Um, with a disciple um, and I had a blast and like we were just really heart to heart with each other and I was telling him my hopes and dreams for the future and um, but that's literally what makes the most time out of uh, out of wanting to you know out of discipleship is, is spending time sure. with another. I mean I think that um, in my life like uh, I had uh, I think I mentioned my friend Kevin a few times but uh, he was such a really smooth at like you he would be like you just be hanging out and then next thing you know you were rebuked but then you were encouraged and then you yeah. were grown and it was like but it was all just in the matter of a day like it wasn't like there was any plan it's like i went to his house and next thing i know i'm growing <laughs> and uh exactly I think that's the trick is that as people we need to be in a place we're not we're not always correcting people but we're always loving people and spending time with them yep. and so i think that even as adults, I think adults need people to spend time. I mean, I know that one of my love languages is quality time. And so like me and my, uh, Same. like Derek, that's how the whole Bible, the whole, the whole podcast came to be. Right. It was like, I just like hanging out with Derek and I was like, Hey, let me just like do this thing with Derek. And so, uh, and we, we literally could just be sitting there for, it will drive our wives crazy, but we'll like, we can, um, we for a while there it was like every week we would spend like seven hours together, like for one night. It would be like I go over to her slice oh, wow. at like ten and then get home at like four in the morning. And my uh my wife would be like, Um, are you okay? I'm like, Yeah, I'm good. We were just playing two K or whatever the situation is. And then usually the way it looks like is it's the first two hours are spiritual talk, updates of life, blah blah blah. And the rest of the time is just video game playing. And uh, I, <laughs> sounds good to me. Yeah, no, I've been actually trying to talk him into uh, setting up a stretch, uh, Twitch stream so we could, uh, so just people could watch us do our D time video game time, which is pretty funny. Oh my gosh. Um, and so, because you know, and you've heard the podcast, he's pretty cool to talk to. So, um, yeah, he is. It makes for a fun time. And then, you know, I'm, uh, I, I always laugh because. When I um, and here's a good example is I don't think I mentioned this. I mentioned it a little bit last week, but I don't think I mentioned the the thought process is that you know right now Derek is like having it has his own uh, motivational speaking strong life coach, and so he's been all over the uh, all over the city and town going and speaking in front of thousands of children uh, and just motivating people. He has his own YouTube channel, doing all the stuff, and and it's funny is I think I was telling you last week that when my um, Back in the day, my roommate would come home at one in the morning and I would go hang out with him. Well, that roommate was Derek. And um, 
it was it took just those few hours but it ended up molding a friendship that has infected my whole life you know and yeah. and it's so funny because it's like we were right, we were putting together like i don't know a vision board but we we're looking at the things that can keep me positive and uh the things that remind me of successes i've had and i've done a lot of really cool things but probably one of my favorite things that i've ever done was invest in him and uh wow because you know at that time it's a true friend right there yeah well at that time he you know he had just uh he had uh left the ministry and never didn't really think that that was something he was ever going to do again and wow. uh, push forward a few years later he ends up being trained by the minister leading the singles and doing all this stuff and and wow. and he he'll quote it as he he me with some other people was really one of the motivating factors for him to stop believing himself again and again i don't believe i'm Amen. some kind of magical person i believe that god used sure. me at that moment and but i'm always grateful for the thing and so that's why i uh, laugh when i see him doing what he does like was it just a few weeks ago i got to like i got to uh, you know i'm the vp of sound for his company and so I get to like buy all the podcast stuff for his podcast, which is insane. Like it makes like my wow. recording studio look d dumb. And but I got to go to the store and buy all those things. And so wow, it was a uh, with like insane like sure mics, and it's just like like if you've watched it online, if you've watched a really awesome podcast, we have all that stuff for him. <laughs> That's amazing. Like dude. I did all the research, and it, but it's just so funny because it's like. It's exactly what you're saying. Like, all it took was just a little bit of time. And somebody that didn't believe in himself as much as they used to. And now is this person that God is using every day. And all it took was just a few moments of my life. And I think a lot of times people don't realize that all it takes is just a few minutes. Just a few seconds to just inspire or hang out with somebody you don't need to be perfect you don't need to have any amazing thing to say you just need to be there be in their corner yeah and and he he, yep. he always reminds you that he goes jason there's not really much you're gonna be able to do wrong um because you've filled up your love side of my the my side of your encouragement forever <laughs> and so um and i appreciate that but i think that's the idea is that just as you were saying, you want to be in a place where you're motivating people spending time because if they see your life, they can, uh, it's going to help them move forward. For sure, man. And I think, um, bad quality time can have the reverse effect. Sure. Um, because you know, I was, what I was trying to get at was, one of my disciples, you know, he would, sure, we'd have time, but he'd be multitasking. <laughs> so he'd be trying to disciple me, fix a car tire, and do something on his computer. And I tried to stray, so when I disciple, for my team that I disciple, I try to stray away from that as much as I can because it's me and him. It's not me and my computer. It's not me and my video games and him. It's not me and filling up my car with a ga you know full of gas or something like that which you know whatever if you need to do that go ahead but that was the time I disliked the most because he was not focused on me 
Like we were always doing something. I, I told him that. I told him that when I was when I was in the teens. I was like, dude, can we just hang? Like, and I really looked up to this guy. Like I, yeah, he was a he was a a decent sized role model in my life. And I was like, dude, can we? literally just hang like do you always have to be doing something and he's like hey man I really believe in multitasking I really believe, believe in being efficient with my time and this is I was like I get that man but it's you and me right now it's it's not anybody else like it's you me and God like I need discipling in my life like and I, I want to hear it from you not you and your your whatever like you and your keyboard like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, so it's funny because I respond differently to that because I feel like uh, I don't know if I'm like a multitasker in general. I'm definitely not a multitasker. I can only do one thing at a time. And uh, but I think about like <laughs> I, I reference Derek a lot, but or Kevin. They're both real good examples. But I remember some of my favorite times were like doing stuff like that. Like there was a point where <laughs> there was a point where my car bumper fell off, and so me and Derek oh, spent wow. like four hours uh zip tying my bumper back onto my car yeah and i remember that like i remember the investment of my of us doing something together so i think but i, I think that what that is is different than what you're talking about because it, oh completely it didn't make you feel like he wasn't involving you in the process it was like literally no. he's changing the tire and you're sitting there going okay are you done yet uh that kind well, of these thing. are yeah it these were his chores. Like these were his things that he was doing. He's a married guy. He, you know, needed to get stuff done when he had a minute and stuff. And I completely understand that. But when I give time to somebody, I give it fully. Like, and, and dude, like you, like when your back bumper falls off, no one, no one planned for that. I've had plenty of D times recently where something pops up and we go do it. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm here. Let's go. Yeah. But like you know, I, recently I had one where we went to Kroger and we went and he was shopping. Like, do you care if we go do this? Yeah, sure. It took us five minutes. We sure. went back to his house and he was cooking while he was talking to me, but he was giving his time to me, if that makes sense. Hey, Boston, you have anything you want to ask Trey? <laughs> well, the answer to that question is 42. So the thing about Boston lately is that he's been, um, he's been, uh, when you show him a picture of something that's not a puppy, he goes, you go cat and he goes, no puppy. <laughs> and you go cat and he goes no puppy and then you go horse he goes no puppy no puppy like bro bro it's not a puppy no anyways so you got any questions for me today mr trey um yeah man so what are some in the in the kingdom what are some defining qualities in a possible girlfriend um that you've seen a sister Sure. I mean, that's an interesting question because for me, um, I, you know, I, I don't think I mentioned this on the podcast yet, and I think I'll do it today. But, you know, for me, it took me a second because um, I was always the most popular kid in school when it came to the singles ministry <laughs> where I live. And, um, Are you serious? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And everybody thought it was the coolest thing, right? But, um, but then... What happened is because of that I thought that I that meant I deserved the most popular girl in school, right? Um, and and which in most situations meant she was like a hundred percent out of my league, and um, and it took me a second because I used to think, oh well, the prettiest girl obviously must be the girl that I'm supposed to marry, and it took a second for God to like fix my heart on it because I had to realize that it's not what I. 
it's not what I want, but what I need. And I had to like really, um, I really had to change my outlook instead of worrying about what she looked like. Cause you know, the truth is if I'm going to be honest, right before I got married, I probably had at least, I don't know, six sisters that I liked that were like, nah, I don't like you back. Dang, and, uh, man, and I had to like change my thoughts because it was like, you don't need the prettiest girl. Yep. What you need is the one that God's going to use. And I, I, I do believe if you look at the scriptures, the, that God lets us choose who we're going to marry. Yeah. Uh, you see that where he gives you options. Um, and a lot of the times they make the worst option. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> If you really look at the Old Testament, for sure. Well. Um, but in the long run, it's like um, they have plans. And, and so for me, I think something to look for is... Uh, so anyways, what I had to do is I had to just change my perspective and go, what does God want in my life instead of... Or what is it that I need? And so um, I had to realize... I'm going to have to cut all that out. That's too much, too much talking. Anyways, uh, what I had to realize is that she... I needed somebody that was loyal, somebody that was um, righteous, but then somebody that that really did, um, that really fought for God in all situations. Yeah. And, you know, for my wife, a good example, is that she was in a church that was, when she got baptized, was like uh, 100 people. Um, but then right when she moved to San Antonio, that church was dwindled down to seven people. Whoa. And uh, she was a Christian there for... Um, a few years with just seven people. And I went there um, to visit her because I was dating a girl um, in that in that area. And uh, she would be our double. Her The one single brother there would double with us. And, um, you know, we were friends. But I never thought I was going to marry her. Wow. But then I had a then. But then I asked, pray for God. I was like, hey, God, put the right person in my life. And then what happened is, is I just stopped looking for the prettiest girl. And I started looking for the one that loved God the most. And the one that was really searching for him. And that really helped. Um, because in my life, uh, like, that's what I wanted. I wanted somebody that was that, that was a fighter. Somebody that could get through a situation like I just mentioned. Yep. Um, but then uh, she. the other cool part is she was baptized as a teen. And um, she... You know, she, uh, she, and this is probably me and you information, but, uh, she was, she was a virgin until we got married. You know what I mean? And, um, that's pretty insane. Amen. Praise God. And, um, but that was because of her righteousness. You know what I'm saying? And and especially when, think about like how insane it would be to be in a church, like seven people being a college student doing that stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, pretty awesome. But anyway, so it just brought me to a place where like, that's what I wanted. I wanted somebody, I think a lot of the times what we have to do is, um, take looks out of the, take looks out of it. Now you still need to be attracted to somebody. So the, here's the thing about that is the moment I changed my perspective, I saw my wife as a beautiful person. She was always a beautiful person, but I just didn't see it because there was three other beautiful people in front of her. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And I just saw her as a friend. So yeah. I didn't see her as the the woman that I was supposed to be with, I just saw her as a friend. But then when I said, wait, what does God really want for me to have? And that's when I saw her, which was um, righteousness, um, um, a loyalty, a, a fight in her. And then also, so one of the funny ones was we were dating already and I was at my, uh, grandfather's 80th birthday and we talk about my grandfather in the first uh ep- like the first or second episode where he was a 
country western singer with my grandma and um they uh they were they he was awesome so where it is my grandma already passed at this point but uh we're at the thing she's my date and at the end of the party i'm looking for my girlfriend and i can't find her i'm like where's she at i look over and she's cleaning all the tables wow of the party and I was just like, yeah, that's what I need. That's <laughs> I awesome. want somebody that serves as much as I do. Somebody that um, somebody that just um, subconsciously serves, not somebody that has to force themselves to do it. Somebody just does it because that's what I do a lot. It gets me in uh, some trouble, and then I'll just serve, serve, serve until my whole body goes kaput. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And uh, but I wanted somebody like that. I wanted somebody that was that had a serving heart, and you know. Uh, 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 you know, six years later, I can tell you right now, I made a good decision because I have somebody that still serves, somebody that still fights, and somebody, you know, she has bad days just like everybody else. Um, you know, but she has done that. And I think that's, it just took me a second to realize that, yeah, though I was the most popular kid in school, doesn't mean that I deserve the, the supermodel. You know what I mean? Uh, God has a better plan for me. Um, than just what looks like the best situation. So, is that helpful? Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's good, man. Um, I totally agree. Um, that's, you know, definitely changing your perspective is probably the one of the best things any guy could do, uh, especially in the kingdom. I mean, um, yeah. Well, as I said, that's the crazy thing about being a Christian is that you end up going on dates with people that you would never go on. Like, you would never have a chance to go on a date with him hey, hey, in real life. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. It's like, it's like I remember the first one of the first dates I went on with was this sister that was in the military, and she was gorgeous. Like now she has like Instagram followers and all that stuff just for her looks, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh. But I remember going on like a few dates with her, and she was just the dopest. Now, obviously, that one problem about uh, when you first become a Christian, it's like uh, when you start going on dates with people that are righteous, the next thing you know, you're in love with every single one of them. <laughs> so I think I was in love with every person I went on my first dates with. Um, and it, it took a little bit for me to get past that situation. But yeah, I still laugh because I'm like, oh, yeah, not. Okay, I would have. Uh, I didn't really. I wasn't even much of a dater before I became a Christian, so I didn't really. I, most of my dates were as a Christian. So in after a while, it just became. Oh yeah, this is normal. I yeah, everybody goes on a date every single weekend, or maybe two or three. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but that's not normal. No, not at all. I mean, I and then have a, a righteous relationship. It was. I mean, I think I mentioned this before, but you know, even at my wedding. All, all my ex girlfriends were there. Wow, that were disciples. Wow, and so all three of them, uh, uh, two of them lived in San Antonio, so they came to the wedding. They were one of them was in the wedding, and uh, but because you, all you do is hold hands, it's not very doesn't really cause many you know, jealousy issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. Do you think? What do you think's the? Uh, the thing that trips you up about much that much when it comes to dating and uh, relationships in general, especially in this generation, I think it's it was different for me than it is going to be for you. Like, uh, is there a lot of like is there a lot of texting and stuff going on? Like, I don't know. I'm just talking. So uh, to answer that, and correct me if I don't answer the question, but. Um... <sighs> 
what what I get hung up on is like when I'm interested in a sister, um, I don't obviously no one wants to make it obvious. No one wants to hey put yourself out there and then get crushed like if they don't reciprocate um, because you just want to remain friends. Um, while you're building the relationship, if you don't have a previous relationship built already, you know, um, yeah, sure. and you don't want to put her above other sisters. Like that's like, that's a, the biggest no, no, you know, like her putting, giving her more time. Um, and it's not necessarily wrong to give her more time, but if you're not talking to other sisters and like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like uh, giving her the most time and then everyone else tidbits or like the, the table scraps or something that that's not right. Um, and like, I've fallen into that. Like I've fallen into that trap of just sure. like, I have to exactly. And I think all brothers have probably. Um, but like, I think one of the big things is, is like trying to, I, I want to stay in contact with, I have a lot of, um, I have a lot of like friends that are like not even in my own state. And then I have had interests outside of my state and it's sure. crazy crazy enough mostly outside of my state and um i want to stay in touch with everybody but i don't want to throw out alarm bells saying hey i'm interested in you and i'm trying to keep in contact like by by me texting you like frequently not like every day or anything like maybe inter- intermittently but that's what i get hung up on and i don't know how to go about that like because I want to stay in contact with them. I want to build that friendship. If there's no friendship, then would would there ever be a dating relationship? You know, sure. Um, that's that's a hard one too because it's like so hard. Honestly, if I had the answer for that, I would uh, sell it and we'd be able to pay for this podcast um, <laughs> on my sweet book. Uh, but uh, you know, I think the trick is is that you just want to be able to have a regular relationship, right? Yep. Like you know, sometimes you just have to put. Uh, you have to put like boundaries. Go, hey, you know what? I'm just gonna uh, all girls. Just gonna talk to them once a week or twice a week or whatever, and then just have that boundary for all girls. And so then you at least have some kind of um, boundaries on how you do it. You know what I mean? And uh, then the other trick is, I mean, the the better the relationship goes, then yeah, you need to go talk to somebody and get it. Yo, ask them. Hey, you know, I'm texting this person. Uh, I remember uh, this one relationship I was in. I uh, I liked the girl really, really, really a lot in everything. She was great. And I called her all the time, and uh, she wasn't very good with emotions. Uh, but after she had finished a hard day at school and all this stuff, if I called her around, like, 9 or 10, I would get this person that wasn't guarded. And, uh, yeah, I'd still protect her, but she just would tell me her actual feelings instead of a guarded version of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, we were doing that, and we were dating, and, uh, you know, I was talking to her all the time, and and uh, thought she was awesome, right? And then I remember having a conversation with her brother, and he was like, yo, um, why don't you cut down the amount of times y'all, instead of texting, you know, every day and talking four days, and this is dating, right? Um, and talking four days a week, why don't you cut it down to, like, twice and read a book together? And so we started doing, we read this book, uh, Five Love Languages, and... Um, and in that, there's a chapter that talks about somebody that speaks their love languages, but you don't like them. But because they speak your love languages, you just stick around with them because it's so uh, nice for somebody to just fill up your love tank over and over again. And sure. uh, I read this part and I was just like haunted by it because I was like, oh, no, 
am I this person? And so I remember having that conversation with her. She was just about to come down and she had just, she had just come down and she interviewed for a job here in San Antonio. And, uh, then, uh, then she didn't talk to me for a few days. And then I called her and I'm like, Hey, what's up? And she's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Hey, you know, we're reading this book. Are you this person? And she goes, yep. And she's like, I just don't know if I could ever, um, love you. Wow. I was just like, okay. You know, and, and, and I guess another thing is if, uh, if you ever heard my song, she don't love hip hop. Um, no, I that, that song is actually about that same person. And, uh, the, the, the story is that she, I told her I liked her. She said she liked me back. And the next day she called me back and was like, yo, uh, I don't like you cause you're a rapper. And I was like, uh, <laughs> okay. What? You're joking. <laughs> No, uh, I'm not joking. This is a whole other story, probably, but I, I got. Yeah, yeah. I gotta we can probably song. talk about that one more. But uh, yeah, you should listen to it. I sent you a free CD, so listen to it. Got you, man. Freakazoid. <laughs> um, but anyway, she uh, it was a good show. She was like, um, so so she was like, yeah, no, I'm that person. So then we broke up, which again, it's all about God's timing, right? So then, right when we broke up, my mom calls and she's like, hey, there were truck drivers at the time, my mom and dad, and she's like, hey, we just happened to be in San Antonio. I want to go to dinner, and I'm like, yes, please. I just broke up with my girlfriend. Wow. <laughs> I need a friend. But, uh, you know, because I was speaking her love language, but she didn't like me. She just appreciated that I did what she did. And so uh, you have to be careful in that place, too. It's like, yeah, you might be doing all the right things, but it still might not be the right person. Um, and so it's hard. Yeah, man. I, I don't think that was helpful at all, but there you go. No, I mean, it. it is, though. I mean, because, you know, he- helping each other, sharing personal experiences, because, I mean, you're you've got way more experience than I do and you've been on this earth longer sure. than I have. And, um, I think that's all good because I hate, you know, and I'll, I'm just putting myself uh, out there cause I've, I've put my heart out there so many times and, and not like professing my love to anybody like that. I, I sure. will never do that until I, the day I get engaged. Um, uh, but like I've, I've had my heart broken too many times and, and people can get, guarded you know people can get like yep people don't want to honestly put themselves out there anymore like and it's hard because right. I, I i tread you know i try to you know tread thin ice like i not maybe it's the wrong phrase i i i'm careful like i'm very guarded i'm like maybe i shouldn't do this yeah. maybe i shouldn't try like you know i'm maybe too guarded um but yeah yeah and that's that's the trick is that you have to kind of open your heart it's it's funny right because um Right before I started liking my girlfriend, uh, my wife, girlfriend, whatever, um, I liked this <laughs> other girl who right? just ha- who just happened to be her roommate, and um, I liked her for the longest time. And uh, this is when Kevin was around before he passed, and and I remember one day Kevin was like, "Hey, can we talk?" And I was like, "What's up?" And he was like, "She doesn't like you." And she she loves she wear a coat. We were leaving the Bible talk together, and uh, jeez. And he was like, but it was, she was so dope about it because he, he goes, she doesn't like you, but she thinks you're awesome. But she doesn't see you like that. So cool. And I was like, yeah, I guess that works. And so I never actually even had a conversation with her about it. And, uh, oh, that's awesome. we, we've been, we're still friends to this day. It was weird and it hurt for a few moments, but it was like, Oh, amen. At least she knows. Uh, and then again, then, then everything made more sense in that all the times that she would kind of hint towards things, uh, the, the roommate, what she was doing is she was hinting towards my future wife. And she was like, hey, she come hang out with us. But she wasn't getting me to hang out with her. She was trying to get me to hang out with, them, oh my with my wife. 
<laughs> so after a while, though, I realized, oh, wait, she's been trying to set me up this whole time. Um, I just didn't see it. And so uh, very cool. Yeah, man. Um, that I wish I wish interactions with sisters in that in that regard were more. Like like that. Like I wish I wish things weren't so awkward. Like I hate I hate it. Like and that's as sadly sad to say that's like why people fall away. Like is because they don't they don't wanna be careful. They don't wanna be you know, they just wanna put their feelings out there and hey, do you wanna start dating? Yeah, cool. Okay, cool. You like me, I like you, boom. You know, it's it I don't know. It's just it's the the thing is like, you know, in the world it seems so easy, but it's really not. Like it's it's truly not because the reason we take these steps is because we're trying to um, find we're trying to find somebody that we can spend the rest of your life with, not a you know a temporary thing or like we'll be here in six months and gone the next. Like you know, like it, it it's important. It's very important. It's very crucial. Um, but it, again, it's very hard. Um, not gonna lie about that. It's not not easy. And uh, yeah, no. And as I said, remember, the one thing I don't think makes sense to you is that I didn't get married until I was 33. So you have a few years till you're past my area. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and so, and remember, I've been a Christian since I was 21. So, you know, uh, I tell people all the time, like, uh, getting married early isn't the most necessity thing in the world. Like, I, I've definitely mentioned this before on the podcast, but I'm super grateful that the the time it took me to get find the right person you know what i mean because i was able to do a lot of cool stuff i wouldn't be able to do with being married you know what i mean yeah and uh got to help a lot of people got to do a lot of cool stuff and when you're married you have a lot more responsibilities so you don't have to get you don't get to have 10 roommates only paying like $20 a month for rent you know what i'd what I'm saying? play i'd pay much more for one of the opposite gender i know I pay I, so much more. <laughs> and you just only have one honest, roommate? Oh, oh no, I have three. Oh yeah, no, I, I've I've paid more than that. I'm just saying, I, I've had it also where I had twenty roommates once. And Are so, you joking? Not joking. Wow, that was because uh, one household their uh, their house was getting revenged. Something was getting revenged, so they lived with us for like a month and a half. So it was two entire households. In a two-bedroom apartment, it was insane. Wow, that's that's insane, yep. dude. I yeah. wait. I don't. Okay, I'm. That's probably another <laughs> another time. These were, All right, yeah. so uh, let's do the let's do some rapping. <laughs> Trace watching John Carter for the fiftieth time. I wonder if he wants to go to Mars and try to find a wife. I'm not sure, but maybe after the conversation we had, he will find the right lady that won't make him so sad. So I was talking about 
dreams I was talking about my life Talking about working in the rain Where my sandals weren't feeling right Slush. Standing on the dream Like the things they couldn't fight But now I got to do With all the words that I write It's like my name was Hamilton I gotta see That little musical that will Make me happy And I don't see it gone Man I hear a song I rip it through Sitting here cause my son Is straight messing with the house do. It's so straight, dirty, and I'm pretty sure he attacked me. I'm not going down, but I know that is exactly. Then we talked about it. I could trip it, gonna sit. I could look at false speech, cause the hoopla was it. Yeah, we enjoyed life is like a river, cause it be a dope freestyle about a man doing everything. We did it right, and it's real. All the hay song that was singing with the foreign arm. Blowns and we hear yo. I don't even know where the light breaks through, but I know I know I show, but my life it can't do. So we love that album, love the time, and love a man of faith, love a dream that he had that he was not gonna be afraid. Sometimes we could be about canceling and love and peace. Can't be afraid to talk to them, but you're waiting. Stop, stop, get it up. Stop, stop, get it down. And make sure you are praying to let God and control your life now Get it through, I get it right I sit here, man, I know it's tight Every day I'm looking at my baby straight laughing Cause I be straight puking and he's feeling this caption I don't know and I don't know but now I gotta see Now I know that hey that's the only way that I'll ever do it But I had to change my perspective that was dope. I dude. feel like, thank you. I felt like your beat was way better than my rap, but you know, whatever. Oh, uh, whatever, man. You, I, I think you, that was the first time in the in the podcast history that I actually used my rap voice. Hey, there you go. Because most of the time when I do the freestyles, I just do my regular voice. But I, my regular voice is not my rap voice. My rap voice is very uh, different. That's dope, man. So I'm glad I brought you it's out. Deeper. Yeah, yeah. I brought the inner so. scout dishonest out. Yep, yep, yep. Um, all right, guys. Uh, please uh, uh, listen to this podcast. Do some, uh, give us some five stars. Please tell people about it. If you have any ideas on what we can do to let more people know about it, please let us know because uh, we don't have a, some comprehensive marketing plan. We uh, literally are just trying to figure that part out. So if you could help us out, that'd be dope. Um, you have anything there, Mister Trey? Um, yeah, check us out on Twitter at Flows for You Pod. Um, check us out on Facebook. We got our Facebook up um, under the same name, I believe, not Pod, but Flows for You. Um, and please share this podcast with other people that enjoy podcasts like yourself. Um, we are available anywhere you can find a podcast. And like we said in the last podcast, <laughs> if you uh, have not found us on the listening device or li- listening outlet um, that you use, let us know. Um, email us. What is our email, Jay? Flows, number four, letter U, pod, at gmail.com. Sweet. And uh, that is all I have to say. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Not here, try to make a box fatter. Hopefully, it never ever truly matters.